You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your electronic devices or jerry-rigged wooden devices. I don't know what you do. Either way, it's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, E.J. Andrews of jasonthecouch.com, and I teased this in our episodes from yesterday, and I'm sure you can you can hear the preparations on the other end to make sure that we have this all set on our side. I promised a special guest. I have a special guest, and I am thrilled to have this special guest going on as fans of the Blue Jays might know on Twitter. There are all sorts of simulations going on to try and fill the void of Blue Jays baseball. This man is arguably running the most prominent and he's here to compare notes on how the Blue Jays are going. I, I think he has a lot less venom than I do, but that may be for other reasons. Anyway, he's a returning guest on the show. He's a friend of the podcast and he's a guy who asked Kevin Pillar to choose between appearing on a Blue Jays pregame show or the birth of his first son. Luckily, he doesn't have to make that same kind of choice today. Mike Wilner, Blue Jays play-by-play man from Sportsnet 590, the fan, is on the line with us. Mike, thank you so much for, for rejoining the podcast. I'm glad I didn't scare you off the first time. No, happy happy to be here, though for the sake of clarity, I did not ask Kevin Pillar to choose between <laughs> attending the birth of his son or being on the pregame show, but I, I still can't believe that he answered the text with, and when he said having a baby, I figured, well, that's, you know, happening in the next week or so, but uh, then what, three hours later, he texted that they'd had the baby, so he was actively having a baby and still took the time to respond to my text, which was very nice. <laughs> no, no, I, I did not want to make it sound like you were forcing him, but it was an inadvertent choice. That's, that's where I was going with that. You were, you were more than kind enough to not make someone miss the birth of their child. And it, it was a cool tweet anyway. It like really lightened, lightened the day to see that. So I'm glad, I'm glad Kevin and Amanda are, are fine and the baby appears to be doing well. And I'm glad... I'm glad you're fine as well, Mike. I'm I'm sure. I uh, I know it's been snowing out there, which I don't I don't want to brag about the 17 degree day we had this week, but it was nice. Um, but how are how are you holding up out uh, out there? I'm yeah, I'm doing doing okay. You know, it's it's a it's it's a strange time. It's an anxious time. Um, it's you know every time you you um, sneeze or cough you think you've got it, um, and, and it's uh, it's 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 weird obviously but um, but I'm doing all right. Uh, my kids and I go out for a, a walk every day for an hour and a half or so, uh, and um, and uh, basically that's. That's been about it. I'm doing this Blue Jay simulation. I'm, um, I've got my own uh, geek league that's going into its 33rd season now that we've just started up uh, the new season. Um, 
and I'm I'm putting together another league of uh, relatively high profile people. I hope that the <laughs> um, the news about which will be coming out soon. Um, so I've been I've been keeping busy that way, and uh, um, you know trying to trying to keep my mind off all the other stuff that's going on. All we can do, really. I mean, I, uh, I've had Animal Crossing to help with that a bit, but I, uh, I know that struggle and, and trying to get out. So I'm glad you and your family are, are doing all right, Mike, and are able to, to weather this. I've, I've become way too familiar with disinfecting wipes. Like, just the, yeah, just no the texture of them. It's like... But at least apparently you can get them. <laughs> My mom can get them. Uh, she had to. She had to smuggle a few out of my hometown and bring them down to me. So, was able to to secure them and and survive for a little bit. But we shall see. I mean, it it's kind of tough. Like you wanna you wanna talk about this, but at the same time, this is this is a baseball podcast. This is a Blue Jays podcast. You kind of want to get away from it a little bit. And and you brought up the sim. And I know, like I, I said this before we came on air, you, you are probably the most prominent Blue Jays simmer right now out of, out of all the people doing it. And I, um, I will admit, I, I did not hear about the, uh, the system you used to do this, um, Pursue Pennant. It was, it was literally the first I heard of it when you said you were going to use this to do your sim. Um, do you want to just explain to the people what the, what the general concept is and, and how you go about simulating the games? Yeah, it's um, uh, that's the Twitter handle, is at Pursue Pennant. The game is called Dynasty League Baseball. It was originally, uh, in its original form, it was a game called Pursue the Pennant. Uh, it's, it's an old-school cards and dice game, which is um, kind of the same as people be familiar with Stratomatic or... Appa or games like that, and and basically every player gets a card um, full of numbers on it, and you have three ten sided dice. So it's sort of like you know Dungeons and Dragons baseball style. <laughs> um, and and for every at bat, you roll the three ten sided dice, and it gives you a number between zero and nine hundred and ninety nine. And um, if the number rolled is under five hundred, you refer to the hitter. If it's over, if it's five hundred or more, you refer to the pitcher, and the numbers on their cards are supposed to give results that reflect what they actually did um, in the season in question for which you're playing the game. And the game offers seasons from like the fifties, um, with some breaks all the way through to to now. It, it has. Um, it has full seasons of every year from, I think, 1992 on, with the exception of 95, um, and then some various historical seasons from before that. So uh, for me, I'm using the, the 2019 season cards, so everyone is expected to perform the way they did in 2019, uh, which is unfortunate for the Blue Jays <laughs> in a lot of ways. I was gonna say, um, yeah, it's it's really is too bad, and and, uh, and I think that's reflected 
in in what's gone on so far with my simulation. Though I've always thought that you know with better starting pitching, the Blue Jays could have been a lot better last year, and now that's being put to the test. And <laughs> so far, not so much. Yeah, I was I was gonna say I can heavily debate that point with you, just given the results I've gotten from out of the park so far this season, and and um, we're going to go into that a bit more in depth here in a second. Um, I I have to imagine like this this is not your first rodeo with Dynasty Simulation Baseball. Like how how long have you been been doing stuff like this? Well, I mean, I started. Um, with a game called Status Pro, and I don't know if that's still around or not. Um, and that was when I was uh, I was a kid. I mean, we were on a family trip to Detroit. I think one of my cousin's kids' bar mitzvahs or something. So I was eleven or twelve, and um, and the group of us kids got taken to this fabulous thing called Toys R Us, which we'd never seen or heard of before um, because it hadn't come to Canada yet. And they had this wall of, of games and one of them was this Status Pro Baseball and I thought that looked kind of cool. And My father um, when I was 9 or 10 had invented a very rudimentary sort of dice baseball game uh, where you just you know roll two six-sided dice and and you could have one of 12 outcomes um, it was offensively biased because seven was a hit i remember but <laughs> i don't remember anything else about it um but that uh that sort of got me started and then we bought this status pro game and it came with the 1980 uh, season so i simulated the blue jays 1980 season and and i'm sure you know, didn't do it very accurately because somehow I got them to 81 and 81. And I think Dave Steve had like 30 wins or something. <laughs> but um, that was my first foray into it. And then when I was 16 or 17, I found Pursue the Pennant at a comic book shop uh, at Bathurst and Eglinton that is no longer there. And I can't remember what it was called. Um and I started playing that, and what they had was a little newsletter where people who had bought the game in, um, you know, would would write them and say, "Hey, I'm here and I have it, and I'm looking to play." Uh, so I found three other people who were in the GTA, and we formed a little league, the four of us, um, and started with the 1986 season and. That league is now at 24 people, and I'm the only one left out of the original four, but there are still five or six people who joined in, uh, like, 88, 89, 90. And we, are, we just started our... Uh, we started with the 86 card set. That means we just started our 34th season. That is, that is amazing. And I, 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 I can't even picture doing something that long like i like i i literally it's, can't i'm sorry i'm sorry i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to make you feel old but I can't, well I literally you're, you're can't. young maybe someday that 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 will happen for you too Who knows? maybe maybe i would i would love to get to that point because i am um, 
like I I will admit I I I am in in awe of how you're doing that because like I'm I mean I'm just using a video game I'm being incredibly lazy. But with the video game, are you actually playing the game, or is it playing for you? I'm not. Like, do you have to pitch the ball and swing and hit the ball and stuff like that? I am. I am purely the manager. I okay. It, yeah. It handles it handles all the game action, much to my frustration at times. But um, yeah, I'm I'm solely I'm solely an, acting on behalf of Charlie Montoyo and and on favor of Ross Atkins and you know just like you I'm I'm trying to work with the roster as constituted although I am putting certain roster moves to fan votes which one of the results of which has borne fruit and we'll talk about that a little later as well but yeah for the most part it's like you know trying trying to use Rafael Delis as the setup man trying to use Oscar Hernandez and Derek Fisher in right field trying to see what I can get out of Anthony Alford but um, I, I'm, I'm doing my best to be as faithful as possible and I um, I think that's that's what we really have to do in order to kind of get get the results necessary right yeah I think so I mean you have a lot of options that I don't have unfortunately because I'm working with the 2019 Team, so there's no Dolis, uh, there's no Alford, there's no Jordan Romano, um, <clears throat> AJ Cole and Justin Miller, who look, looked so good in spring training, uh, are absolutely horrible uh, because of their 2019 seasons. Um, I have I've figured out sort of a fix for Shun Yamaguchi, so I'm using a comparable for him, but. Um, if I move over to the online version, I'll lose that. Hmm. So I don't, I, I, and I don't have a waiver pool to choose from, and I don't have like, um, yeah, all those sorts of things. So I, I'm kind of stuck using the 2019 team and having to use Panone and Waggis back and, um, and a terrible Derek Fisher and a, a <laughs> you know, things like an, an awful Travis Shaw. Um, <laughs> Such are the uh, such are the vagaries of this game, and we'll just have to see how it goes. We'll be back with more with Sportsnet 590's Mike Wilner. But first, just a reminder that this episode is brought to you by Postmates. Whether you're craving a breakfast burrito or a 12-pack of White Claw or just your, your favorite takeout meal from a restaurant, Postmates is there to help in these trying times. I used it earlier to go to the grocery store for me and get some peanut sauce because I didn't want to go out in that mess. And it came right to my door. It's that simple. It's very easy to get set up. All you got to do is download the app to your phone and it'll give you your selection of grocery stores, convenience stores, clothing stores when they're open. Anything you can think of. Postmates can deliver it to your door for you within the hour. And right now, for a limited time, Postmates is giving listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. Just download the app, put in the code Locked On, and you'll get $100 free in delivery credit with no minimum purchase. So you want a stick of gum, just use it up. They will go out and get you that stick of gum. So... 
do whatever you want with the Postmates app. Anything you want, anytime you need it, Postmate it. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That's, that is all we can do, really, in these times, is just see see how things unfold and do do the best to roll with the punches. I mean, I, I, w- I was almost shocked when you said you had to restart yesterday's game because Vladdy got injured. Like, like, even fake Vladdy getting injured, I'm like, oh, my God. Please don't be serious. Fake Vladdy got injured on Tuesday. That's, the, that's what I forgot, though. The problem was that fake Vladdy got injured on Tuesday for two days. Uh, chasing a foul ball into the dugout, so he, well for three days, but today's an off day. Hmm. Um, so I couldn't use him in last night's game because he had been hurt, and I forgot. So I played the game out, and I played the first. I got to the bottom of the eighth before I realized that he was hurt, so I had to scrap it and start again. And the the fake Jays were losing that game for nothing through eight. And in the restart, they were losing 5-1 through 8 and wound up losing 7-1. to one. I, I would have taken that result, to be honest, given, given what I had to look at in yesterday's game. Um, again, I'm, do, do you want to just start getting into some results here? And we'll... well, sure. I mean, my, my Jays got swept by the Twins at home, and then the total score was... 26 to 7. So I don't know yeah. if you can beat that. <laughs> I they did win the Tuesday game. They, uh-huh, they snuck that back or they actually got the comeback of their own. So I was I was pretty stoked about that. Um and I I can I can talk about exactly why they they did that, but um just let's let's start with the overall. Let's let's set the picture. Um my Blue Jays are under 500. They've been wavering up and down. They like get to 500 and then immediately lose like 10 to or something like that. So I, I don't know if you're seeing, seeing a similar uh, a team that seem, seems to be trying to break through there, but can't really get over that hump and make it stick. Well, they, they were. Um, I mean, my, my, in my sim, they lost the first three games. Uh, of the season to the Red Sox and then won the finale and won the first two against Cincinnati to get to three and three. Then they were five and five and got, uh, since then it has not been good, but um, (laughs) they were at five and five, couldn't get over 500. They won two out of three in the Bronx, that first road series of the season. But now they have lost, Seven of nine. They've only scored ten runs in the last five games. Uh, split four with Kansas City, which was a series that I thought was set up for them to win, if not sweep. Mm. Um, but they lost the. Uh, they were up two games to one, and then lost one nothing in the last game, wasting a fantastic start by Hyunjin Ryu. It's it's been a lot of early rallies having a lot of guys on base, not being able to cash them. Um, I'm almost at the point where um, where I, I think that Kevin Biggio has got to go to center field oh. so that Joe Panic can get in there every day uh, because he's just better than 
Grichik and Teoscar and Telez and just get me an extra bat in there. Uh, I'm thinking about doing that, which is something, again, I would not be able to do if I moved over to the online version. That is that is interesting. Because that is, that is one of the things I wanted to talk about first is the performance of the young players that the Blue Jays are banking on seeing that grow from if they want to start um, thinking about playoff spots and stuff like that. Um, we, I know we've gotten some different results from, from the youngsters. Like, um, like I, uh, I went into this on yesterday's podcast, but the, the homestand struggles that I had, the, my Blue Jays went three and four in the, in the homestand. They split Kansas city as well, and then dropped two or three to that, that banged up Minnesota team that didn't even have uh, Max Kepler and Josh Donaldson in the lineup and is throwing out Homer Bailey to stymie the Blue Jays for seven innings, which that, that, that hurts. When... Well, Homer was pretty terrific last year. That's, uh, and that's another thing that I don't have with the, you know, playing the cards and dice. Every team that the Blue Jays play will be completely healthy all the time. Mm. Right. So another reason that, again, I'm thinking about porting over to online. Yeah. Well, and like I, I do know I get the benefit of that, too. They um, they start the series in Tampa Bay um, tomorrow and both Blake Snell and Charlie Morton are pretty much out for the season already. So, See, that's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, like it's uh, it's a lot less imposing when the opposing um, rotations like Ryan Yarbrough and Anthony Banda so yeah yeah exactly and that's something that i'll never have <laughs> someday um, someday unless maybe. i <laughs> thanks unless i go on unless i go online and online will be better because that way i won't have to keep the stats mm. um and, and uh you know and make a box score every game it's a lot of extra work not that i'm complaining about having things to do yeah um but but it would do all that for me but I, if I could do it with a way to have a Yamaguchi and have a Dolis and allow Biggio to play center field and, and things like that, then uh, then I would do that. Mm. Yeah, that that does make a lot of sense. Because like one of the things I I I will admit I have not gotten to the point of positional positionally experimenting yet. I've I've kept Kevin Biggio at second. Um, just, I, um, he was doing well there and I didn't want to mess with anything, but like I said, he's, he's gone into a, um, a four for 32 slump lately. Um, he's, he's been striking out more. Like you combine that with, um, Bo Bichette only batting 183 at this point in the season, which I mean, you look at Bo last year, you would have thought that was impossible. Yeah, uh, you would have thought that there was a, a regression, but not like that. I only have my stats done to before the Minnesota sweep, mm. so everyone's a little worse since. But Bichette was hitting two seventy one for me, not much on base and six doubles and a homer. But Biggio, interestingly enough, started the season for me one for eleven with nine strikeouts, mm. and by the 16 game mark was hitting 327 with a an OPS of about 940. Mm. 
So he's come out of it very nicely. Yeah, I mean, I take that. Um, just it. I I know when I've been running running mine the um, the lack of offense at the top of the lineup with Biggio with Bichette, and and with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He only has four extra base hits in the month of April so far. Which I think I, that's more than he's got for me. <laughs> well, it's just like every single one, like he'll he'll get a hold of a ball, but it will just hang in the air long enough for for guys like Jake Cave and and Brett Phillips to track it down. And you know, I know I know Vladdy was working on the launch angles in in the winter, but it, it looks like he might have overcorrected a little bit the way things are going. Well, I think if he keeps hitting the ball in the air, he'll wind up being fine. Hmm. It's April. The air is heavier. Hmm. He's got five extra base hits for me, by the way. That He he does have ten total so far. He had a great march. He, he started on fire, but um, he has been caught for second on the team in home runs by Travis Shaw, which that's... That's been the thing in that homestand. It was a lot of the veteran guys who took took the lead on offense. It was Travis Shaw who had three home runs against Minnesota. It was it was Randall Grichuk who had that clutch two out double in the bottom of the eighth that gave Toronto its lone win against Minnesota. And like Grichuk was batting 080 on April second, and he's raised it up to two thirty. Or sorry, he was two twenty one. Now he went zero for four yesterday. But it, it's been interesting to see those those veteran guys get step up and and like Rowdy Telez has been somewhat consistent as the DH, which is which is nice. I mean, he's he's justifying something. It's interesting because uh, you know, for me, all 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 my stuff is based off of last year's numbers, right? So mm-hmm. there are a lot of strikeouts. There are. Um, a lot of like I remember watching last season um, a lot of really uncompetitive at bats from Rowdy, from Teoscar Hernandez, even with the great second half that he had, and uh, from Grichuk, uh, of course Drury and Fisher and guys like that who are barely playing for me. Hmm. Um, but so it's it's sort of. You know, all I can expect is what these guys did last year, but with Vlad's bad September, all those other numbers go down for the whole season. Biggio was great in September, but his overall numbers aren't terrific. Bichette is really the only above-average hitter who's in that lineup every day, so Hmm. um, it's very, very difficult for my boys to score runs, but with you know, with Ryu and with Shoemaker healthy, with Roark and Anderson, I kind of figured they wouldn't give up many runs. But there yeah. have been a lot of one nothing, two one, four one, three one sort of games. Yeah. So far for my boys. That that can be very very frustrating. Like like it's it's almost like the second like you go down to nothing. It's. It's a very familiar feeling from last year. It's like, okay, well, this one's done. Awesome. Handshakes. Great. Um, one last thing I will say on, on Rowdy. So far in, in 14 games, he has more walks than strikeouts. Wow. He has seven walks, six strikeouts. He has an on-base of 373. Good for 
<laughs> yeah, my rowdy has. Uh, let's see, my rowdy has. Three walks and 17 strikeouts. <laughs> so performing more like the Rowdy that we saw last year. I was going to say, that might be balanced out by Lourdes Gurriel Jr. having 15 strikeouts in one walk. <laughs> but but he's batting 321, so he's allowed to do that. He's, actually, he's the team leader in home runs with seven, but he hasn't hit one in like a week and a half. And then, like... I, I do want to actually pose you this one, since we were talking about um, Teoscar Hernandez and Derek Fisher. So far, they are performing about like mediocre major league outfielders. And I, I, st- I see that as a positive, given some of what we saw last year. But How much Fisher are you using? It's a 50-50 split right now between Fisher and Teoscar. Okay. Um, their their batting averages are very similar. Uh, Fisher's at two thirty three, Teoscar's at two thirty one. Um, Teoscar's obviously showing more power. He's got three home runs. Fisher just has the one, but that one was like fifth deck at the Rogers Center. He's got elite. He's got elite uh, uh, exit velocity. Derek <laughs> Fisher. If he can get. I mean, a hold if of you're. It. You're going for you're going off the the scouting numbers with the game that you're playing, so Fisher's got all the tools. He's got elite speed, elite exit velocity, elite uh, bat to ball when he makes contact. Hmm. Uh, I would I would hope he would do well in that. In mine, uh, I'm honestly barely using him because the the regular outfield is has generally been um, Guriel. Grichuk and Teoscar, and I've sprinkled Biggio out there, but Fisher uh, is 0 for 16 for me on the season. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Mm. Yikes. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, that would, uh, would kind of answer the question, wouldn't it? Like, yeah. But, I mean, again, my stuff is based off of purely 2019 numbers, so <laughs> he was awful in 2019. Mm. That's fair. I mean, I I will say at least virtual Anthony Alford is performing like real life Anthony Alford in that he started amazingly in the season, much like he started spring training amazing with that three stolen base game, and then has fallen off a table. So I don't even have an Anthony Alford. Ugh. Yeah, I, I I I do know that's that's one of the differences. You have Brandon Drury up, and I, yeah, I have Alford. Drury's, uh, Drury's currently chilling in Buffalo at the moment. So. Yeah, and, and I didn't have a choice because I don't have an Alfred available to me. Hmm. Um, so I'm using Drury because, I mean, he's a good glove at, uh, at third. He's a decent backup shortstop. He's not hitting at all either. But he did hit a three-run homer for me, I remember, uh, in one game that uh, the Jays won 6-2. to two. Um, I'm trying to remember who it was against. Uh, I think it might have been the Yankees. Bichette and Drury hit hit three-run homers. Drury was only in that game, though, because Biggio had gotten ejected. Yeah, it was against the Yankees. <laughs> ah, gotta, gotta love Biggio when, got hit. Gotta love when those he fake He got hit umpires. right after the Bichette home run. That's right. Those fake umpires, like, that was, like, in the, in the Minnesota game, he, um, he took a called third strike on a full count that 
I I thought was incredibly questionable. But then again, it was Vic Carapaza behind the mound in my mind. So, I mean, what do you, what do you expect from Vic? But, um, <laughs> and that's just the first half of our talk today with Sports F590's Mike Wilner. That second half will be dropping later. Just a reminder... You can follow the host of this podcast, that be me, at A underscore J underscore Andrews on Twitter, the underscores are there because Twitter is dumb. And you can subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss the second half of this interview on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Himalaya, however you get podcasts, you can make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode. And we will be right back with the second half of this conversation. You're definitely going to want to check it out. So until then, for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jasonthecouch.com, I'm E.G. Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to the first half of this episode. And y'all take care.